So I decided, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I was kind of going through a hard time in my life. Um, uh, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start this company. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. Mic check, mic check. All right, we're back. Another Thursday and another new episode. We hit a pretty big milestone last week. With all the support from you, our listeners, we managed to reach a 1,000 plus club on Instagram. So thank you for helping us on this journey. This week, we spoke with our youngest guest to date, the founder of Prosper Coffee, Ms. Savannah Case. Hi, Savannah. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. So where are you at right now? So I am in L.A. Um, I'm here because I go to school here. Um, I'm originally from Portland, but I'm just chilling at home. Oh, fun. So I obviously don't know a lot about you. And for our listeners who know nothing about you, uh, could you go ahead and just give us a little background about yourself? Just where you're from, where you grew up, and how exactly you got to the location you're at now? Yeah, totally. So I grew up in Portland. Um, I love Portland. I love walking around um, like a little cute city, drinking like cute coffee, going to cute coffee shops and stuff like that. Um, but I lived there for my, for my whole life, like um, little suburb areas. And I wanted to do something different and get away. And um, I decided to come to California. So I'm in the LA area and I love it. Um, I was just in Venice Beach last night. So it was extremely fun. Um, but yeah, so I'm here. (laughs) What made you choose California? It was just the next big city or, or LA specifically? What made you choose LA? Um, I, I'm very entrepreneurial and, um, I wanted to like immerse myself into like an atmosphere where other people have like, like minds. Um, and so I think California and LA is a very, um, progressive city. So I definitely wanted to come to LA to just immerse myself in um, that environment. uh, Yeah, like that environment. Totally. So you just straight up, I'm moving to LA. You just got up and packed your stuff and said bye to Portland. Yeah, I did. And that was kind of a scary moment. I was like, um, I was like 18, 19 years old. Yeah, probably 19 years old. And I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to go. I had no idea what to expect. I knew I didn't know a single soul. Um, pretty hard to make friends uh, at first in my little small school. It's just the Pacific, but um, I did it. I have a good group of friends now, and they're very supportive of like my business and what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, I just packed my bags, everything, about five suitcases, and showed up to LA, and here we are. <laughs> You are so brave. Major props. Major props. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and as far as the entrepreneur spirit goes, uh, when you were younger, were you that were you that girl that was out front selling lemonade for ten cents a piece? Or I mean, has that always been something that's been part of you, or is it just something that came maybe later on in life? Yeah. So I've always been kind of creative. Um, I've been really into music and um, like producing stuff. And I've been into that my whole life. So I would say I'm more of like the creative entrepreneurial side, like trying to find like different ways um, just to like release that creativity that's like in me. And so, um, yeah, I think that it's, I think entrepreneurship is something that you can definitely learn. 
um, through just like the workplace and finding like little things that don't make sense or why, why is it that way? It's, it's a whole different way of thinking, I think, with business. But um, it's something that you really have you have to channel like your inner like creativity um, so you can. Yeah, like be an entrepreneur. <laughs> totally. Um, so speaking of coffee too, that you've mentioned a couple of times already for our listeners out there, um, tell us a little bit about this company that you, that you started. What, what, what was the early phases? Why did you decide to go that path? Has coffee always been this passion of yours? Yeah. So I have always loved coffee. I'm very passionate about it. Um, for, I've been a barista for four years, um, going on my fifth year. So, so I started when like I was 16. I'm 20 now, almost 21. But um, yeah, so it really just started with just working as a barista. And I was like, I want to do this the rest of my life. And I've always been, uh, I love business and I want a career. And um, so I decided, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I was kind of going through a hard time in my life. Um, uh, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start this company. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. So I started emailing people. Um, and I, uh, talked to this guy named Andy Morris. He designed, um, the Stumptown labels and he gave me a lot of insight about like the coffee industry, specifically cold brew and like the process that goes into that. And then I met with, um, a couple roasters and listened to like how they roast the beans, where they get them from. Um, and so I learned more about what the coffee industry is like, um, other than just being a barista. So, um, that kind of encouraged me to really go for it and to dive into um starting prosper prosper coffee co and sell bottle cold brew and then yeah so that's kind of how i got started um it was from a low time in my life wanted to do something bigger and greater i love coffee and bam that's so cool i'm drinking a cup of cold coffee right now that was hot but I, as someone who also loves coffee and is recreationally at least, but um, is yeah. I'm full addicted for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. We're both um, caffeine addicts over here. But I grew up in Portland. Yeah, right. I grew up in Portland where coffee is. There's a coffee culture, and it's um, it's almost become like across the nation. You think of Portland, and you think of coffee, and all of that. I think there was a stat that there's like a lot more caffeine being dumped into the Pacific Ocean because of how much we consume. But um, oh, probably. Yeah, I've heard that before. But my question is: so when you decide you want to go into coffee, which is a, like a really awesome market in Portland, um, while it's also awesome, like a great market, it's also incredibly um, saturated. It's not the right word, but there's just already. A lot. So how did you find yeah. your niche? How did you determine what you would do to make your way in the industry? Yeah, so I have been taking a lot of entrepreneurship courses at APU. Um, my, one of my professors really worked with me. And he's like, he sat me down and he's like, Savannah, what's going to be the turning point of like, why would this person choose your cold brew over another person's mm -hmm. or another competitor's? And so I really had to like dial down on like, okay, what is my niche? What is what is going to make this company different um, and stand out? So Prosper, we came up with the idea that we could offer three different levels of caffeine um, in bottled cold brew because currently there are no uh, competitors offering different levels of caffeine um, and nor do like 
uh, the customers or the consumers who drink that coffee, they don't know um, what how much they're drinking. They, some companies don't even put it on their late on their bottles. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do this. And I and I kind of learned that um, I was working as a barista at Dutch Brothers, and I drank their bottled cold brew or their nitro cold brew, and I couldn't drink at all. I was like, this is so caffeinated. So I wanted to provide an option that was lower for people who couldn't drink um, maybe the standard amount of caffeine and then maybe something just like moderate and then something higher. So we have three different levels of caffeine. Genius. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I need that right now. Right, right. But which level? Yes. The highest. The, the highest for sure. <laughs> yeah. So you talk a lot about Portland and Seattle coffee industry, obviously. And it's funny that you're down in, yeah. in, in LA of all places. What's the coffee scene like down there? Yeah, I, it's, it's actually not as developed, I think, as um, Portland or Seattle. I think the Portland-Seattle areas are a lot more, like, uh, uh, saturated with coffee. Um, people have that taste, like, oh, this is, like, the earthy flavor. I like, I like this one. But not to say, like, California is, or L.A. is, um, they know their coffee, just probably not as well as Portland does and like the certain types of blends or the roasts or the flavors and aromas they really like to dial down on like what every little flavor is um at least from my experience oh yeah absolutely we're like true. the Napa Valley of coffee. hey I like that yeah there you go yeah um what was it like in the early days for you as far as starting this getting it off the ground was it a was it a long grind was it something that was a lot easier than you expected did you have a huge team just you or yeah, so we're actually in the early stages right now, but it's just me. Um, hey, I've had a lot of mentors. Yeah, I've had a lot of mentors to help me and push me into like a different direction. And I'm actually a part of a pitch competition right now. Um, we pitch to like five investors. Uh, they don't actually hold any stake in the company, but that you you win like ten thousand dollars if you win like the grand prize. Wow. Um, but and then that money goes directly like uh, like invested back into the business. It's, so it's a really great opportunity. Um, but I am in the early stages, and it's been it's been really hard, especially because um, I'm an accounting student, so I'm like trying to juggle like school and work and um, this launching this company and trying to find out, okay, my margins, how, what, what can I cut? I need to cut my costs this much so I can make this much back and, or even break even. So it's been a long, I think that's probably the hardest part is just finding out what works and really what customers want. Um, but yeah, I, I really want to get into grocery stores. So I'm working on that and, potentially getting into a brewery um in portland this summer so i've been in contact with them about it but yeah so you would sell product um to like wholesalers and retailers do you ever plan on opening up your own location i would love that yes um i would love that in either the seattle or portland area yes i would be i would be there i'd be your number one yes (laughs) i know i'd love it what I've been, been even thinking about, yeah, huh? Go for it. Oh, I was thinking about doing like a like a nitro cold brew on tap, um, oh, like a, a store, like an actual front. So you'd have like five different types of like cold brew, and it's just like specifically cold brew coffee um, of Prosper. So maybe that'll be soon to come. <laughs> so cool. Well, you'll have to for sure keep us posted. 
Yeah. Um, what I have a question about sourcing. Have you figured that out? Do you know who you're working with to get your coffee? Um, and how have yeah. you worked out your partnerships? Yeah, so I reached out to Caravan Coffee. They're located in Newburgh, Oregon. Um, they're great. They get their beans from around the world, like Ethiopia. Um, the blend that we're using, or the single origin um, coffee that we're using, uh, they are, Caravan is the only coffee company in the world to actually buy from that specific farm wow. um, in Ethiopia. So it's really cool because um, no one else has that, and we Prosper gets to offer that. Um, to like grocery stores and then coffee shops. And then we're going to be doing farmer's markets this summer um, as well. That's fun. Yeah. Um, First of all, hey, shout out to being the youngest guest we've ever had on the show this far. (gasps) Yes, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You've marketed yourself very well. Um, Speaking of too, uh, what's been your strategy as far as getting followers and exposing the the company? Yeah, so funny. I went on um, YouTube one day. I was like, Google, or I went on there and typed in. I'm like, how to make your Instagram look cool. <laughs> and um, YouTube yeah, University that literally is what, literally what it like. That's what it came down to. And um, so I use the same like filter on every photo, but I um, just to make it like blend really well um, with my Instagram like feed and aesthetic, whatever they say now. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like my strategy. And then also, I'm super passionate about coffee, obviously. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be starting this company. I'm going to make my I'm going to brand myself as like this coffee fanatic girl. Um, so that was like a conscious decision I had to make, which was actually kind of scary in the beginning, because like no one, no one was really doing that. And um, like you would see all these bloggers or like Instagrammers like post me about like makeup, makeup tutorials and stuff. But I was yeah. doing coffee. So I was like, okay, I don't know if this is like weird or not. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm doing me. So there we go. That's good. <laughs> that was kind of my strategy. <laughs> Genius. No, obviously it's worked well. Have you, have you had any pushback at all during that process? Um, I don't know. Not really. Um, sometimes I get the occasional like DMs, like hater comments, which is kind of hard, but push through it you're like okay if you have uh, haters I don't know. <laughs> it means people are looking at what you're doing which is a good sign yeah but how do you yeah, deal with them do you just like out of sight out of mind or no I really I just I actually just sometimes I respond and I'm like oh I'm really sorry that you feel like that and then they respond extremely nicely back so I think it's just coming um at like a very like nice um just responding very nice and just being like I'm sorry that you feel like that and then they're like oh okay like she's actually a, a human <laughs> and like right I, I think people like to humanize people over the internet which is really bad but I think it's something that happens um, people so love hiding behind the keyboard right huh people love hiding behind keyboards that's for sure yeah yeah it's weird <laughs> <laughs> it's weird so who would you say is your target market for this or who are you targeting age and geographical yeah. location? Yeah. So I found that with coffee, it's not necessarily about the age because a lot of people um, drink coffee. So like 18 to like 45 year olds, like, like that's such a broad like age group. So it's not necessarily about the age group, but it's about like the location. So like people from like the Portland area, Seattle area, maybe like San Francisco, um, people who maybe like more like the hipster or 
like people who like uh, organic products, um, natural, all natural, non-GMO. We are prosper is about like prospering your health, prospering your life, um, and like moving forward and growing. So I think our target audience is definitely like the consumers who consume a lot of like organic products and like plant-based, vegan um, foods and beverages. Perfect for Portland. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Pretty much described every <laughs> yeah. Portland. Um, if you could go back at all to the early stages when you first started coming up with the ideas and planning everything out, is there anything that you would have told a younger Savannah that would have helped you? Yes. Um, definitely, definitely. I think I spent a lot of time investigating which route I should take and thinking about scaling and like making my business big and like, what can I do? But I think the biggest thing is just to keep just to do it and just to go and be take a step back and be like, okay, this is going to be small for a little bit. But it's going to grow and it's going to be bigger, especially if you're passionate about it. And um, a lot of doors can open just through people getting excited when they see you excited about like the the thing that you're doing. Um, I think it's kind of contagious almost. Um, But I would tell myself just to step back and to think small at first and then move your way through and then you can think big. So always have like a long-term goal, but just focus on like the right now, um, the present moment and being okay with being a little small company at first. It's so true. I feel like companies nowadays, everybody just sees the big picture at the end, just wants to do the instant fame. Nobody really sees the process and the hard work that went into it. So it's cool that you figured that out along the way. Yeah. Are there ways that you, because um, to your point, you start out small and you have to be okay with it, but you also have the goal in mind. Are there ways that you keep yourself from getting discouraged or that you benchmark your momentum so that you remind yourself that you are making progress, even if it's not immediate, um, you know, three locations out the door success. Oh, totally. Yeah. I get discouraged a lot to be quite honest. And, um, it's kind of cool because immediately after, I don't know what this is, but like someone calls me about like the business and says like, Oh, that you, you want, would you like to sell your product with us? Or um, we are interested in hearing more about this. Can we schedule a call? So I think people are very open, especially in this industry of coffee. I think people are very welcoming. So it's cool to see people being so accept, like accepting of this business and being like, okay, I want to help you during the way. So it's more of like, okay, I'm going to help you get to where you want to be, where you need to be. So the door is just like open, but it's really just the people that keep me keep me going in this industry just to keep on going and pressing forward. So it's cool to see. That's awesome. Do you have a lot of mentors in the industry? I, I have about two. Um, one of them's a professor. And then another one was actually a judge from this pitch competition. Uh, he's been extremely helpful, giving me a lot of resources, like for the bottle that I'm using, how to cut down on my costs because – the cold brew margin is tiny. So you really have to find a way to cut down your cost or mm-hmm. like I literally will make no money. I'll be in like the negatives rather than even breaking even, but 
so I found a way to make a little bit of money at first. And, um, and this industry is all about like scaling and, um, getting your product in like the maximum amount of stores. Right. How did you, um, make these connections and what would you recommend to someone who's looking to find a mentor in an industry? Yeah, I think just being okay with sharing your idea and just going forward and being like, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it well and I'm going to do the best that I can. Um, it's extremely, you have to have positive self-talk and then of course like people to support you and say, okay, that was a good idea or no, that's not, not really going to work. Um, but I think the best idea is just to experiment and see what people like and be just a, um, people will be drawn to that and be willing to help you. Awesome. And how are you balancing creating this company and school at the same time? Are you, do you sleep at all or do you just have like 20 <laughs> cups of coffee a day? Oh, um, last semester I was drinking like three like Vente coffees from Starbucks from our Starbucks store on campus. What? But, or like two. Yeah, not healthy. So I really, oh, really no. Yeah, um, I cut back on that. But I think the big, I always am, on my computer working, thinking, brainstorming, probably when I shouldn't be like during class and thinking about the business. But I am managing to keep like a good GPA and stuff, which is good. Um, it's definitely really, really hard. Um, time management, man, you got to schedule everything out. <laughs> what tricks do you use to manage your time? Planners or? Uh pencil and a paper and take it day by day write out everything and then crumble it up when i'm done with it <laughs> um, i like that throw it away yeah it's really simple <laughs> i should use like an app or something but no why complicate it if it yeah. works it works that's awesome yeah so how many cups of coffee a day do you drink currently <laughs> oh gosh um well recently i cut back so around like two which is good. Oh, that's not bad that's at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. no. <laughs> Better than taking the energy drink path. Did you ever consider yeah. going that energy drink route when you were thinking of this company to begin with, or were you always just dead set on coffee? I'm just dead set on coffee. I love it. Um, I thought about infusing the coffee with tea, and that's something maybe that we will look at in the future, huh. um, which would be kind of a cool little innovation as well. Um but as of right now, yeah, I really only drink coffee and that's like the, the industry that I'm really, I just love the taste of it and the flavor, but maybe expanding on that in the future or if there's a storefront, that would be something we would look into. I don't know if we've quite asked you this yet, but why do you love coffee? Oh, I get that question a lot, actually. So I like the idea that it brings a community. Um, you can definitely just sit down, have a cup of coffee. You're, you have your energy, and you can just sit and talk with someone for hours. Um, I've been to Nicaragua and Haiti, and it's cool because the coffee culture never really changes. Um, and it's just you sit down and you talk with all of these different people and have conversations that you probably wouldn't have like um, if you weren't sitting down and really connecting with that person. So I think it's a drink that really just like unites people and brings each other together and being able to talk and openly about things. I completely agree. I It's actually part of the problem of my caffeine addiction because I've tried to cut yeah. back in coffee, but I just can't. You need a low there's... caffeine level process. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's what I've been waiting for. But, you know, because I just can't picture – 
it's part of my routine. I can't picture starting the morning without the smell of it, without having a warm cup in my hands, um, much less going to talk with friends and connect with people I haven't seen in a long time over a cup of it. So it really is this whole community. Um, community, yeah. Right. Absolutely, too. And I was just thinking as well, I, don't, I can't think of one time where I've ordered a cup of coffee, regardless of how much caffeine is it is in it, and never finished the whole thing. Have you ever, you know what I mean? Like, no matter what you buy, yeah. you're, you're going to drink it all, especially coffee, too, cold or warm. Yep, very true. I'm the same way. I'm like, or I always leave a tiny, tiny little bit in the, in the bottom. I don't know why that is. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I do, too. I have this 10% rule where I just will never drink the last 10%. That's hilarious. Every time. That's the extra little push. I know. So if you were to say you drank 10 venti coffees today and you time warped five years from now, uh, where do you see the future of your company going? What what would you hope you could tell yourself that you could look back and say, we did this in five years? Oh, that would be so cool. Um, I <sighs> really want to get – my big goal is to get into Whole Foods. Um, I love the idea. I want, um, I think it's brilliant what Amazon did when they bought Whole Foods out. I thought that was such a genius strategy. Um, but I really want to get into Whole Foods or just a couple of them, um, within the next year even. And, um, I like the idea that they're working with Instacart as well. So they have like these personal shoppers come to the grocery store, pick up like people's groceries for them, take them home. And it's like, just like personalized little shoppers. And so it's how cool would it be to have like a, one of Prosper Coffee's cold brews um, just delivered um, through like an online thing that you just ordered. So that's like a big vision um, that I really want to get this company um, towards in the next like, year or so, year or two. I'm going to push myself year. I think it's doable. Yeah. I'm totally in. Count, count, count me in for a couple orders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Since you are the youngest, uh, or since you are the youngest guest that we've interviewed, I do have some questions for you. Awesome. <laughs> so, what is the world like for you as far as uh, online stuff goes, and as far as marketing the new age stuff? Uh, what what platforms are you using to market this company? Basically, right now, I just use Instagram. I think a lot of my generation is on Instagram. Um, I don't use Facebook. I hardly ever touch Twitter. I want to get into Facebook and do Facebook ads marketing, but, um, yeah, so I'm on Instagram all the time. Um, a lot of my friends are on Twitter. I don't really go on Twitter. I don't like it. Um, what don't, yeah. you, what don't you like about Twitter? I just don't like the whole word count thing. Like, I feel like I... I don't know. I, I, I don't like the drama of it either. I think like I see like Donald Trump's tweets and I'm like, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't know. I just don't want to get into like all the politics and all of the hate comments. I'm just not into that. So I just stay away from it. <laughs> and back to your point too, as well as uh, I think we can all agree, first of all, at Facebook, Facebook is dead. RIP. Um, all yeah. of your friends, as far as you, you mentioned Instacart, how much of you yeah. and your friends do you guys use online shopping? Like stuff like Amazon's future stuff, the delivery, GoPuff, all those products. Is it becoming pretty a, a normal thing for you guys? 
Um, I don't use any grocery um, like apps or deliveries, but we do use uh, like Postmates all the time, order like whatever is close. Um, we use Amazon. Um, we shop online, yeah, so like Urban Outfitters just comes, like you just order it. I think that's something that is just easy and convenient, especially some of us don't have cars. So it's really nice just to order something like online through like the store rather than going and rummaging through everything. It's a big ordeal sometimes. What is the most shameful Postmates you have ever done? For example, I probably shouldn't be admitting this, but someone... Too late now. I, I know. I one time Postmated Chipotle to my house that was two blocks away. And I've never, <laughs> I've never forgotten it because I feel terrible about it to this day. Like, I think the delivery fee was the exact cost of the Chipotle. Was it raining outside? Yes. But still, that's, I'm Some an Oregonian. But I told myself, I was like, oh, I'm just bringing Postmates business. Like, someone just made some money off of this. Helping out the economy. I know. It's pretty bad. Yeah, that's hilarious. Probably the fact that Starbucks was down the street and me and my friend wanted a cup of coffee really bad but didn't want to <laughs> order it. So how much was their coffee? It was probably like uh, 10 11 12 13 <laughs> cup of coffee because okay. we didn't want to walk. So I feel I better. That was hilarious. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I've, that's so sad. <laughs> I know, I always wonder what these delivery people are thinking when they see the pickup location and the drop-off location, but I figure they deal with that all the time. It's awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be like a normal thing now. We're, we're fine. <sighs> Good. I feel better. Thank you. The future of online shopping. Yeah. Uh, is there any advice for somebody that's thinking of starting their own company that you could say in the early stages would really benefit them? Anything they should or shouldn't do? Yeah, um, I think just to stay encouraged and to meet with as many people in the industry as you know. I think you can learn a couple things from so many different people. And one person will say this and have a certain um, perspective on a certain thing that you're asking. And then another person will say something different or add on to it. So I think just talking and being okay with being like, okay, I might like fail at this, but I'm going to like keep going. And then to not uh, be discouraged when you see a little bit of failure or you have to pivot and find a new route. I think just like keep on going and like keep striving for what you really want and stay true to like your vision and um, your goals that you set. And also set goals. I think that's extremely important and be like, okay, I'm going to conquer this today and then go do it. (laughs) Yahtzee. So would you say long-term goals and short-term goals are key or just that longer goal, big picture vision? I think uh, short-term go- short-term goals for like day-to-day is perfect, like a task, uh, what you have to conquer in that day, and then having a long-term vision and then like sticking to that. Oh, that's perfect. That's exactly what, what, what I was thinking was in line with what you said before. Um, hmm. <laughs> so what year were you born? 1997. Oh my gosh, yeah. this is insane. So I have some questions yeah. for you. I want to ask you a couple of things, and I want you to say if you know what they are and if you owned them or not. Okay. You ready? A Nintendo 64. Yep. I did not own that. Oh, I no. I think I know what that is. 
You don't know what it is? Wait, like a Nintendo DS? (laughs) I'm so... Oh, no. I was like, you should say Super Nintendo. She for sure knows what Nintendo 64 is. So Mario Kart and 64, you've never played Mario Kart on a Nintendo 64. Oh, Oh, no. The first thing you should do after... I played Mario Kart last night. That's awesome. Oh, okay, good. Uh, (laughs) Tamagotchi, did you ever own or do you know what a Tamagotchi is? I never owned one, but yes, I do know what that is. That's very unfortunate. You missed out on a great generation. Have you ever had to save anything on a floppy disk? Um, no. (laughs) Do you you know what a floppy disk is? Floppy disk, like a a CD? (laughs) Pretty pretty close. I feel... Yeah? To be honest, uh, it's I don't even know how to describe it because it was being phased out when yeah. we were kids. So mm-hmm. it's basically like a the computer version of a cassette tape for um, yeah. information. You just save things. jump drives. It's the original Thank jump you. drives. Thank you. Wow, I'm so sad. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. What about? Um, I just thought of something good. Furbies. Did you ever have a Furby? Do you know what a no. Furby is? I do not. <laughs> this is such a fun game. What is it? Uh, what is it? I don't really know what the... What it's the, like a Hatchimal. Do you know what those are? I think those are for like... I do kids. not. Okay, that's fine. Um, it's... I, it's better that you don't know what it they is. They were pretty creepy. It's, it's this annoying toy that like talked. It was like a little... It was AI. like a lifelike toy. Like the first AI type kid's toy from a long time ago that obviously is no longer around i don't know interesting it's for the that is for so the best interesting. <laughs> perfect oh this is so good um but there is one last question we do have to ask you that we've asked every guest and that is are you there yet and where is there for you oh that's an interesting question um, am I there yet? Like anywhere, if we <laughs> clarify Where a little is it? bit. Where, wherever there can be for you. It can be personally, it can be there for your company. Yeah. Hmm. I think I'm going to answer this little abstractly, but I think there is more, I'm going to say, am I in the present moment? I think I've been trying to focus more on like being present in everyday life rather than looking forward and like living my life oh what if this happened or oh what if I could live or or be here I think just stepping back and being like okay I'm going to live every day like to its fullest and be like okay what can I appreciate from this day so there is here oh that's that's the first time we've gotten that that's good that's that's really good cool (laughs) so thank you so much for taking the call. I've loved hearing about what you're doing with Prosper and how it's growing and what's coming down the road. Um, is there any, uh, like your Instagram, is there any way for listeners to follow along with your projects? Of course, yeah. So follow me on Instagram. Savannah Case is my personal account. And then prospercoffee.co is uh, the other main Instagram account uh, for the company. Um, we'll be like posting what we're doing. I'm thinking about 
connecting with a couple people for like a launch video. Um, so I'm super stoked for that, like the big reveal of what the bottle looks like and everything. So just to stay tuned on both Savannah Case and then ProsperCoffee.co's uh, Instagrams. There's huge and then potentially Facebook, but we'll see. Ooh. <laughs> and then what's the projected launch date if, that you have right now? May. May. All right. Let the countdown begin. Yes. Let's do this. All right. Well, thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you. Thank you. And good luck.